because he's God. And because. Just because. He is God. Bless you. Thank you so much for ministering to us with song. Just because he is God. Praise God. My brothers and sisters, the word of the Lord comes to us out of the book of Luke. Chapter 6, beginning with verse 46. You can find it in your pew Bible on page 720. Luke chapter 6, beginning with verse 46. We're going to land on verse 49. So 46 through 49 is where we are. Luke chapter 6. If you want to write these down for our note takers, 1 Corinthians, this is the bonus text. 1 Corinthians 3, 10 through 15. It's the bonus text. Read that in your, in your private time. Luke chapter 6, beginning with verse 46. Begins likewise. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words, puts them into practice. I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words help me Holy Ghost and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house it collapsed and its destruction was complete. Amen. You may be seated into the house of the Lord. Dear God, we have come to this moment of preaching in which we seek to hear from what you, the Lord of hosts, has for your people. We know there is not enough preacher in Antoine to complete this task. But in your hands, Antoine can accomplish all things. I decrease right now. I sit down that you might stand up and preach your word, dear God, out of the instrument of my mouth. Let the words of my mouth 
and meditations of my heart. Be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. We ask this in the precious and glorified name of your son, Jesus Christ. Let the people of God say, Amen. I don't intend to keep you long this morning. I just want to talk to you about being well built. Being well built. And this is important because we've been talking about focusing on the family all year. And in our understanding of building a family, we have to do some work in terms of where do we start. A lot of people are saying, yeah, I understand all of these family dynamics, but, you know, Pastor, where do we start? Amen. You know, with, every, with anything that you build, Brother Kenny out there, we have to have a starting place. Yeah. Come on, somebody. Yeah. We have to have a place where we can designate and we can cast our lot and say, this is where we will begin. And I submit to you, some of us need to, before we can begin to build, some of us need to tear some stuff down. That's hot. Well, uh, let's begin with talking about being lost. Has anybody ever been lost before? I mean, really lost. I, I don't know. I ain't been lost before. I, I don't mean you in your Cadillac with the air conditioning on. You decided to explore a new neighborhood and you purposely got lost. No, I'm talking about lost. Where you are not... Can I share some stuff with you real quick? I remember when I got lost, lost. When I was really lost. I mean, physically lost. I remember. I was in Monroe. Y'all say Louisiana because y'all northerners. But I was in Monroe, Louisiana. Visiting my Aunt Banna, my Uncle Marvin. If not, man, you don't even know what happened. I was with that one over there, my cousin. And I'm telling you. And so we were bored teenagers. And we got bored, and so we, we, we wanted to go to the mall, right? And my Uncle Marvin, and see, in the South, it's different than in the North. So you want to go to the mall, you just walk to the mall. Well, in the North, you know, you catch the bug, whatever. And he was like, you know, a typical Monroe, Louisiana, person would say, well, nephew, just walk to the mall. Just walk straight down that street, you'll run right into the mall. <laughs> Folks in the South, they don't have no, they got distance issues. I don't know what they probably is. It's just down yonder. Down yonder could be like four miles. I digress. So I went, I, I, I went, we went, and we walked to the mall. And so what happens is when you're in a foreign place is when you leave the mall, you know the mall twists and turns, turns you around. And we left the mall, but when we left the mall, I'm not sure that we left the place that we entered. And we start walking. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I got twisted, turned around. And then I'm trying to find my way home. And we went the wrong way. Obviously. So when you're walking with somebody and you're lost, you get confused mm -hmm. about which way to go. Uh -huh. And then you, your mind starts playing tricks on you. Y'all waiting on me to preach. I'm preaching already. 
Your mind starts playing tricks on you. And then, especially when you're walking with somebody that you love, then his mind says, we should go this way. And then my mind says, no, we should go that way. So I don't know how we both ended up in the middle of a field. I don't know. But what happens is, is in family sometimes, when you're lost, you start infighting with the people that are closest to you. And you find yourself out of sorts. And so now you both lost together, but at least you are I knew y'all was this, this, this is an advanced class. But when you start fighting and arguing, what happens is, is one person turns his back on the other and you go one way and another goes another way and now you both are lost alone. And it, it, this, man, this happened to me. Now watch this. In Monroe, Louisiana, it gets about 540 degrees out there. <laughs> I am in the middle of a field, literally not knowing which way to go. I want to just crawl up and hover up in that grass and let that grass cover me. It was so hot. My mind starts to play tricks on me. I get confused. I don't know where I am. I don't know how to get there. Now, I know you're thinking, and some of our young folks are like, you know, pastor's really not that bright, because all he got to do is call his, get on the cell phone and call. Well, I'm sorry, I didn't have a cell phone, because there were no cell phones back then. Truly in a desperate situation, I'm serious, and I didn't know whether my cousin had discovered the right way because we were separated. Uh -huh. I didn't know that he, you know, so now I'm kind of wondering, second guessing myself, wondering if I had gone this way and not knowing what happened to them. You're just in the ball of confusion, a world of confusion, and you don't know where to go. You get to the point to where you recognize, I need help. Hello. When you are lost and confused and you literally have nowhere to go because you've exhausted all of your resources, you're at the point to where you're about to collapse, that's about the time you need some help. You, you, you need some help. What you need is a savior. Come on, somebody. You need a savior. I know the hour was getting long. The streetlights are starting to come on. And now what you have to do is walk toward any light. Any light. But, but as you're walking toward the light, you just kind of learn how to pray. See, y'all ain't never been lost before. I can tell y'all ain't never been lost. Because at first when you lost, you start talking about your cousin giving you the wrong directions. Because where's Keyshawn? You always need somebody to blame. When you start and you're lost, you always need somebody to blame. I 
shouldn't never listen to him. He don't know what he's talking about. I'm trying to tell him what he's building over there. And you start, and then after a while, you stop, you stop talking to about the one you're blaming. And then you start talking to yourself. Y'all you ain't never been? You ain't never been in that place? You start talking to yourself. But then all the while, you keep on going and you're talking about others and how you got in this situation. Then you start talking to yourself. And then after a while, you get thirsty, you get hungry, you get desperate. And then you stop talking about other people. You stop talking about yourself. And then guess who you start talking to? You start talking to Jesus. Because you feel like the end is about near. And you need to start to get some stuff straight. And so you find God on your way looking. Help me, Holy Ghost. I thought I'd share this with you. And so you're at a place in your life as we focus on the family where you realize you spent a lot of time. You've exhausted a lot of energy. You've done a lot of things. You've gone the wrong way three or four times. You've gone around and around, and you keep ending up. Woo, help me, Holy Ghost. You keep ending up in the same place, and the fact that you keep ending up in the same place is an indication that you are lost. Don't talk to me about you know where you're going. Oh, man, this is good. Stop telling me about what you know. Because you keep ending up. I know what you know because I talked to you about a year ago, and a year ago you was there. You told me all the stuff that you was going to do to leave that place to find where you're supposed to be. It's been a year and now I find out you're still there. Five years ago I talked to you and five years ago you told me where you were going and where you were going to end up. But when I talk to you today, the same place you are now, you're still there. It's about time that we stop talking about what you know and start talking about what you don't know. We need, we, we, don't, we don't do ourselves any good to talk like we're not lost when we are. Can I, can I, come on somebody. I mean, you ain't doing nothing but embarrassing yourself at this point. Stop talking about what you know. Because once you tell me what you know, I expect some movement. Okay, I'm going to move that point. I, 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 the amens are getting shallow and light. Come on. Come on, Yeah, See, what you're thinking about your life design and how you ought to be moving in life is to create some movement. Can I get a witness here? And that movement ought to put you closer to stability and a solid foundation. We need to make some decisions about how we're 
going to progress through this life so that we can stop repeating the same mistakes over and over again. You ever heard of a, a Christian that lives a defeated Christian life? A, a person that lives a Christian defeated life is somebody that know the word, know the Lord, don't apply the word, only applies the word sometimes. And life seems to be to always have the upper hand. Doesn't mean you're not a person of faith. It just means that you're a person that doesn't really learn very much from your past mistakes and you haven't fully committed and trusted God. And we keep meddling in God's business. And we're and as we meddle in God's business as it concerns to our progress, we keep getting lost. Oh, being lost paralyzes you. Where you really can't move. I mean, if you're moving, but you keep returning to the same place, I mean you really haven't moved at all. Let me, I'm going put it a different way. Busyness is not progress. All right. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm just waiting on the echo to come out. <laughs> Busyness is not necessarily progress. And the church learned that over COVID. Because there's a whole lot of churches we were busy. We were busy doing all kind of stuff, but wasn't nobody getting saved. And so God shuts the whole church down. And then when God shuts the whole church down, stuff we used to argue about, we automatically know how to do. Like we ain't arguing about technology no more. We ain't arguing about tithes and offering no more. We ain't arguing about beautifying the church and making it look. We ain't doing that no more because we recognize that the Lord giveth and the Lord can also We need to get to the point to where we make some decisions about how we have built our house. And whether or not we have built our houses on solid foundation. Can I just say some things to you real quick? I want a good life. Can I say that in God's house? I, 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 I want to be well. I want to be whole. I want to be successful. I want to be prosperous. We want all of these things. But where do we start? Don't tell me. We know what we're doing. Because the evidence of what we know. I'm going to move on. But where do we start? How can I focus on my family if I myself is lost? No, I'm taking my time on that. How can I focus on my family? You've been preaching about focusing on your family. How can I focus on my family when I'm lost? Many of us have had babies. 
have uprooted families, have multiple kids, all while we've been lost. We want to live well, but we're lost. We want to be whole, but we're lost. We want to be prosperous. Help me, Holy Ghost. But we're lost. And can, I, can I give you my personal testimony? I'm moving on. If I can testify, I'll move. You know, y'all might not believe this, but I used to have hair and earrings. I had hair and earrings. And, uh, you know how that is. You know what I mean. I was little, when you have hair and earrings, you a little taller. Did you know that? Now I'm short and tall. But anyway, you feel cute, like you, you know what I mean? And so you play around and you become misogynist. That's just a fancy word of being a womanizer. Y'all can't imagine that, I know. But I'm just being serious. I was an, I was an imposter. I was an adult male uh, given an impression that I was a man. I mean, I could do adult male things, yeah. Yeah. but it took some circumstances, yeah. some tests, yeah. and some challenges yeah. that questioned my manhood. Yeah. And when the challenge of manhood and responsibility and accountability showed up, I realized that I was an adult male, but not yet a man. I ain't saying nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but I always had a connection with God. And as I was fooling the world, God saw me naked. And I witness here. And I could talk that talk. And talk that stuff. But God saw me for who I really was. Man, I ain't got time. Y'all, y'all, I got a story. One more story. One more story. I'm sorry. One more story. It's all right. I remember one time, Auntie, you don't even remember this. And uh, she was talking to her, her man at that time, and she was like, if you don't shut up and leave me alone, I'm going to get my nephew to get you. She was on the phone. Right, right. So I said, I know you ain't got no man talking to you crazy, auntie. Let me talk to him. So I grabbed the phone. Man, this is my auntie. I'm telling you, if you don't cheat my auntie, put it. And then on the other end of the phone, he said, Is this Antoine? How do you know my name? Yeah. <laughs> he said, I know your name and I know where you live. Put your auntie back on the phone. Yes, sir. And we put that manhood up underneath some pressure. 
thing of a man are you? And I'm just wondering who am I talking to today that knows what I'm talking about. How some of us are living beyond masks and acting like we men and acting like we women. But when the test comes, we collapse under the pressure. Talk to me somebody. The test comes and it helps you understand who you really are. And the test comes to let you know you are lost. Stop talking to me about who you are and where you are and what you know. You keep ending up in the same place. You are lost. Now the question now has to become, do you want to fix it? Do you want to find your way to peace, tranquility, and safety? See, you can't get there if you don't first admit that you are lost. Is there a witness here? The Bible says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, a woman, I put childish things, help me Holy Ghost, away. And putting childish things away means stop being an imposter. Admit that you made some mistakes. Yeah. Look at the stuff that you've done. Yeah. Call it what it is. Ask for forgiveness. Yeah. Tell the Lord, I am lost. Yeah. And I need to be saved. Yeah. Yeah. I need to be saved. Yeah. Yeah. Who am I talking to today? Build your life with meaning and with purpose. And with legacy, so here's what I did. This is my testimony. I talked to God about my childish behavior. And I said to God, Lord, show me the way. Give my life meaning. Give my life purpose. Give my life direction. That I'll never return to the shallow, debilitating, paralyzing, confused place ever again. Can I talk to y'all today? The Lord answered in Luke 6 and 48 where he said that they're like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on a rock. Yeah. Is there a witness here? Yeah. Then he said this. He said when the flood came. Uh-huh. And the torrent struck. Yeah. That house. But it could withstand. Uh-huh. The storm. Yeah. And could not be. Shaken. Who am I talking to yeah. today? My brothers and sisters in antiquity. when they, Whenever they built anything. They would always put the cornerstone facing the northeast. And they would put the cornerstone. And the cornerstone would, 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 would really set in motion how they were going to construct the rest of the house. And they would make sure they found the heaviest and the strongest cornerstone because that was going to establish the foundation. Because if the cornerstone ain't right, then you can't expect none of the other components to add up to a strong house. Y'all not talking back to me. I'm telling you that when you build your house this time, you need to build your house with a strong cornerstone. And the Bible says that I was the cornerstone that they rejected, but I'm 
Are you going into a storm? Are you in a storm right now? Am I talking to anybody today? See, we keep on trying to build a house. And we keep on getting lost on this merry-go-round of life. Because our cornerstone ain't built on a solid foundation. I, 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 I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. For some of us, I, I know what I'm saying to you. You've built this house. And, 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 and you've been living in this house, and, and you know this house is raggedy. Y'all not gonna talk to me. You you you, you know this house is shifty. You you, you 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 know this house ain't right. You, you, I mean, every time a storm comes, you gotta get a pot. Put it under the roof over here because you got something leaking over here. You gotta get a pot and put something over a leaky roof over here. You looking at the walls cracking. You know, I know it's hard for you to wrap your head around. Let the silent preach. Yeah. That'll preach by itself. Yes, sir. Me and my buddy were talking about post-COVID. And we had a lot of conversations about how do we move on post-COVID. And some of us are tired. Now, I, I'm He's he been pastoring over 20 years. Yeah, I know I got friends been pastoring for 30 years. I've been pastoring for 13 years. And I'm just telling you, it gets tiring. And the thought of starting over is like unimaginable. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine living in a house, operating a house for 30 years, and then somebody tell you, you got to start over? Yeah. And I submit to you today that a lot of churches didn't close because they just couldn't weather the storm of COVID. A lot of the churches closes because you have pastors that just couldn't wrap their heads around the fact that I got to start all over. Churches are looking for pastors because the pastor collapsed at the thought of having to start all over. But look, I'm trying to tell you today, our families are a mess. We got leaky roofs everywhere. Cracks in the foundation everywhere. We got folks living in some horrible conditions up under this everywhere. You know, we got to get over the fact that we need to start over. But this time, when you build your house, oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Right about now, I finally showed up in here. I mean, come on, somebody. I mean, I really don't need no notes after this. I mean, this is a preacher's self. I mean, didn't you learn everything by building your house behind a trifling man? Didn't you learn anything by building your house behind a deceitful woman? What did he say? Didn't you learn anything by building your house by chasing money? And fanciful dreams. What did he say? Did you learn anything by building your house over whimsical plans and shifting ideas? This time, when you build your house, hey, I'm wondering if you build your house on a solid 
foundation. Well, when the storm came and the man built his house on sinking sand, the winds blew and it blew the house away. Am I talking to anybody anymore? It couldn't withstand the rain. But I submit to you today that I finally got my priorities straight. Y'all not hearing me? And when I was a child, I thought as a child. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. But when I became a man, I put childs, yes, things away. And I built my house on solid ground. In the solid ground, I built my house on. Got a name? And his name is Jesus. Anybody here know his name? His name is Jesus. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. But Jesus is a solid foundation. I found Jesus to be one that I can depend on. Is there a witness here? On this rock.
Jesus. Ain't God good? I'm well built. Yes, the rain comes, but that's all right. Yes, the storm blows, but that's all right. Because I got a solid foundation. And he hasn't failed me yet. Build your family on a solid foundation. You might have to rebuild. So what? You didn't build it right. Listen, the reason why it took you so long to get the first time. Because you didn't build it right in the first place. But tear it down. It ain't going to take you long. Tear it down. Open the door of the church, please. I need a scaffold right now. Oh, 